Can artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data analytics help you improve your trucking business? HTT's Leadership Insights Podcast can help answer that question. On this episode, I'll be speaking with Omnitrack's Chief Data and AI Officer, Ashim Bose. We'll be talking about using advanced analytics and user-friendly interfaces to improve fleet safety. That conversation begins right after this. This episode is sponsored by Omnitrax. Data keeps the rubber on the road. Ensure better customer service, more engaged back office teams and drivers, and faster flowing revenue streams by giving your teams real-time access to a single source of truth and data and analytics solutions powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning. See how Omnitrax can help you make better business decisions with confidence at Omnitrax.com slash platform. That's Omnitrax.com slash platform. See our episode show notes for details. Ashim Bose holds a PhD in artificial intelligence, and he's been in the data analytics and AI space for most of his professional life. Ashim now oversees Omnitrack's artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data analytics functions. Ashim, welcome back to HGT Leadership Insights. Glad to have you aboard again. Good to be back, Jim. Back in the first episode of our three-part Leadership Insight series, we explored some of the industry trends that Omnitrax has identified uh, in that vast amount of data it collects and provides for its customers. Uh, in the third episode, we're going to look at how some of that data can be used to uh, improve operational efficiency and productivity. Uh, but this time around, we're going to focus on safety. So from 40,000 feet, can you sort of provide some insight on how fleets can use the data that they gather to improve their safety and performance? That's a great question, Jim. So in terms of safety, we look at a few different metrics, things like critical events, a number of overspeed and excessive overspeed events, lane departure events, collision avoidance events, and heartbreaking events, and so on. So there are a number of these metrics, and uh, we're able to provide this you know, at the right level of granularity for our customers. And fleets can monitor these metrics to figure out if, you know, there is more risky or less risky, you know, driving that's occurring on the roadways and then take appropriate coaching actions, training actions, and so on. Before we get into some specifics on on these various systems, just to add some interest and color to this conversation, looking over the past year or so, can you share any of the trends you might have seen in fleet safety with us? On Back in the first podcast, you spoke a bit about speeding, uh, but have you noticed anything else? That's a really interesting question, given that there are multiple answers to that. Um in general, the number of accidents went down, which is great news. Uh, one could attribute that to less traffic on the roads, causing less accidents. However, the the average driving speed increased um, approximately 7%. So that means there's more speeding going on. And in fact, April and May last year were the highest speeding uh, event months right when the pandemic started to take effect and things started to shut down. 
there is in general more speeding during the holidays and we saw that you know around you know in we saw that last year as well the one interesting thing being a texas native uh, i should highlight is uh, we monitor something called black spots these are you know issues that have recurring traffic delays and problems due to construction and accidents and so on and uh Texas was one of the top areas for uh, black spots last year. So that was definitely interesting as well. Any idea why that was happening? I would say that it's due to um, the construction as well as, you know, um, road repairs and bottlenecks that occur due to that. That's, you know, probably the top reason. There could be other reasons too. Um, you know, weather-related and so on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, as far as the speeding goes, do you was it just, do you think, because there were fewer cars on the road, there was more opportunities for trucks to go fast with less crowded highways? What, what do you think was prompting that higher incidences of speeding? That would be the hypothesis, yeah. is, you know, less traffic. The other interesting thing, though, is uh, the number of drivers speeding as a percent uh, stayed steady. You know, it's it's a very small percent. You know, three to four percent. Um, so it's the same drivers typically who are speeding less often, more often, depending on the uh, the day and month. So I guess then, with uh, with the insights that you know provided by Omnitrax, fleets can identify those drivers more easily and and take corrective action when it's required, right? Absolutely. That's. Uh, Definitely one of the services we offer. Okay. One of the features that you offer is called driver intelligence. That includes things like fatigue warnings, traffic alerts, weather alerts, that sort of thing. Can you tell us about the kind of data that's available to drivers in the cab and how that can affect safety? Absolutely. So so in terms of driver intelligence, we look at lots of different types of data, you know, traffic, black spots that I mentioned earlier local weather where you know the location is and even things like health alerts so you know when COVID first hit we delivered location-based uh, hotspot information if the driver was close to a hotspot along with publicly available information on the guidelines for that location you know, mask policies in place, establishments that were open or closed, parking that was open or closed, etc. Mm-hmm. One of the other features you offer is called safety intelligence. Uh, what are some of the safety-based metrics you look at and how can fleets benefit from that kind of information? So when it comes to safety, we look at the metrics that enable safe behavior you know, speeding, lane departure, heartbreaking, collision avoidance. And uh, we actually also have a scorecard that we are able to uh, deliver to our customers. It's called the safety scorecard, and it's able to measure the safety performance month over month for each of their drivers. Along with that, we also have a few other features, uh, things like what we call unsafe parking or sitting duck when, you know, someone is parked at the side of the 
highway for a planned or unplanned stop, that causes very high probability of bad things happening. So really good for us to be able to alert the customer in those situations. Another function is around local weather, speed for conditions. A lot of times the safe speed is well below the posted speed because of rain or ice or snow, especially around this time of year. And uh, it's important for customers to know when unsafe speeds are occurring on the roads. So that's another capability that we offer. Omnitrack recently expanded its use of camera-based safety uh, with its acquisition of SmartDrive. How can that data, or how can the data from cameras be used to help drivers and fleets operate more safely? We are really excited to uh, welcome our SmartDrive colleagues on board and the various offerings they bring to market. One area that's really relevant to this is what we call in-cab intelligence. So being able to capture data and provide quick real-time feedback in the cab itself. And SmartDrive offers this significant functionality in their devices in terms of ADAS features, ADAS being the autonomous driving features around lane departures, collision avoidance. So with these cameras, with these sensors, we are now able to do this a lot better than we used to. Also, one of the things you're going to hear more and more about is um, our um, uh, driver safety camera that um, um, is now in beta, where we are actually starting to look at you know, being able to capture in the cab things that are occurring that may be safe or unsafe, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, so these are some examples of uh, capabilities that we are now able to bring to market through SmartDrive. And a uh, couple of other examples are ones I already mentioned around unsafe parking or sitting duck, as well as speed for conditions. So these are all examples of... Um, Uh, video-based insights as well as telematics-based insights enriched with video in some cases as needed. It's no surprise, I don't think, that sometimes drivers don't like being under that sort of surveillance. Do you offer the fleets any sort of tips or coaching on on how to get drivers to be, you know, more comfortable or or less anxious about, uh, you know, that kind of exposure, some of the privacy concerns? The way to think about it, Jim, is at the end of the day, these features are meant to keep us safe and improve our day-to-day lives. Even my car has a camera that tells me, you know, when my eyes are not on the road or when I'm following a vehicle too closely or making an unplanned departure from one lane to another. So... I'm as guilty of this as anybody else from time to time. And what I've found useful is the feedback that I get from the car that allows me to keep myself and my family safe. 
not to mention the surrounding environment as well. And that's the way to look at it, I think, in terms of um, uh, these capabilities. And at the end of the day, they're meant to make life safer and better for our drivers rather than, you know, any big brother type of scenario. That is not the intent and that's not the way it should be used or perceived. I think camera technology has revolutionized the uh, the safety approach here and, and monitoring driver performance. What do you think the future is for camera-based safety? That's a great question, Jim. And, uh, you know, I mentioned edge intelligence, in-cab intelligence before. We see that as continuing to evolve at a rapid pace. You know, when you think about, I don't want to get too technical here, but when you think about the progress in hardware and storage uh, and how things are getting smaller from a footprint perspective, our our phones now have the horsepower that, you know, large rooms of computers had a couple of decades ago. <laughs> That's so true. everything's shrinking. Yeah. And uh, what that means is there's more ability to provide intelligence right at the edge. Now, it's no longer the case of pulling data from a device, doing some analytics and data science, and then pushing insights after the fact. That's what we call reactive intelligence. We're getting more in the realm of uh, proactive, predictive, preventive intelligence, where we can stop bad things from happening before they occur versus reporting on things after they've occurred. So, so in that vein, as we look at cameras, I see you know the capabilities getting better, cameras, sensors, edge devices, and um, propagating what I call more safety features, more autonomous features. We've all heard about autonomous driving, and um, one of the ways we're going to enable that is by making the cameras and sensors and devices at the edge smarter so that they're able to navigate, maneuver, prevent bad things from happening and help us, help us go about our daily lives in terms of automation, productivity, and so on. Well, as you pointed out, and I think this is the, the, one of the keys to this, uh, there's not much point in, in going back to a driver two or three days or a week after the fact and saying, well, what was this hard break incident about here on uh, February 5th at 10 a.m.? Because the driver's not going to have any idea of what you're talking about. That was just one moment out of out of a out of a day. Uh, so being able to do this in real time, where the alert is, you know, broadcast to the appropriate parties within the fleet, and then you know it can deal with the driver right there and then on the spot. That's probably a far more effective training tool than uh, coming at them, like I said, a week later or so. Couldn't agree more. And this goes back to the earlier point I made about making it easier and safer for the driver in the cab versus anything that's more big brotherish and after the fact, if you will. And that helps with the adoption as well. When people see the value of the technology, they're more likely to use it. Indeed. We're speaking with Ashim Bose. He's Omnitrack's Chief Data and AI Officer. We're going to take a short break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about the user interface a little bit and uh, provide some real-world examples of how this technology is helping fleets to get safer. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
as your business grows and you put more trucks on the road, more data flows in from across the map, driving new opportunities for increased efficiency or slowing things down with incomprehensible walls of information. Without solutions that effectively gather, analyze, and provide actionable data, those opportunities can quickly pass you by, along with your competition. Stay in the passing lane with a single source of fleet data for you and your teams, no matter where they may drive or office, all while providing a platform for faster, cloud-native applications, custom apps, and third-party integrations. Get access to operational, asset, and load data in real time with data and analytics solutions powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning. Develop strategies faster to keep your teams out of the weeds, your customers satisfied, and revenue flowing. See how Omnitrax can help you make better business decisions with confidence at Omnitrax.com slash platform. That's Omnitrax.com slash platform. See our episode show notes for details. We're back with part two of the podcast with Ashim Bose, Omnitrax Chief Data and AI Officer. We've just spent some time talking about the various features and the potential benefits to fleets. How does all that extrapolated data come down to the user? What does the user interface look like? Yeah, Jim, I can make some general comments about user interface. We have user interface experts within Omnitracks that do this for a living day in and day out. Um, In general, though, we are very focused on simplicity, making sure that, you know, the screens are easy to use, not cluttered, are consistent from one screen to the other, from one app to the other. So the same icon shows up at the same place on the screen across multiple applications. That the screens are responsive. You know, you don't want to be able to push a button and then wait two minutes (laughs) to get a response. It just doesn't work when you're in the cab. It's got to be instantaneous. So responsiveness is important. And then that the information is contextual, going from one screen to another, presenting only the items on the screen that are relevant to the appropriate application and workflow, if you will. Mm -hmm. So these are some guidelines we follow, of course, depending on the application, depending on the product in use, this could vary. And um, as I said earlier, we have, you know, experts in user experience, user interface that do this for a living who could talk about this at length. I guess one of the keys to this, uh, making it work properly and getting good customer and driver acceptance is the notifications that they get have to be pertinent. They can't just be a wash in bells and whistles and bings and beeps and alerts for this and alerts for that. It all has to be sorted out as to what's relevant and what's what's not. Does the machine learning and the AI do that internally or does somebody have to be on the backside monitoring all this? That's a great question. And what we do is make it configurable so that customer preferences can be accommodated. There are thresholds that can be set as to when these alerts occur. And um, we do use AI and machine learning on the back end to generate the alerts. 
and on the front end we make it configurable so that it's based on the thresholds that the customer feels are relevant. But you bring up a really good point in terms of too many things and bells and whistles, in which case the human brain is just trained to shut things off when you know there's too much information coming through. So we definitely don't want that. So we want to enable the customer to set the levels where it's meaningful for their drivers. I know from talking to other people about other facets of this in-cab alerting system that if a driver gets too many false alerts, they're going to learn to ignore it too. So I guess you have to be pretty selective about what you decide to push out to the edge or into the cab um, that the driver will uh, you know, find something meaningful when the light comes on or when there's a, an alert as opposed to just a lot of false starts and stuff that would, would prompt the driver to ignore it after a while. You bring up a good point around false positives, which is a big topic in the data science AI world. Basically what it means is errors in the pattern recognition predictive models that would cause things to be misidentified or miscategorized. And so part of this is to have the right level of model development and model training. So this is this doesn't happen very often. And then the other part is rigorous testing as well to make sure that the false positives are minimized as close to zero as possible. Mm-hmm. Because it is a big it is a big driver of adoption for sure, as you mentioned. Yeah, I guess well I know I get annoyed when, you know, various alerts keep going off in my car. Like my check engine light comes on all the time and I look back and my gas tank is open. So it's not a big deal, but when that light comes on, it, it does cause a bit of stress and anxiety until we sort out what the problem is. It sure does. But in your example, it did cause you to figure out that your gas tank was open. So that's probably a good thing. <laughs> Actually, it was. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Okay. So we sort of run through some of the options and some of the uh, services and and platforms that are available to customers. Can you uh, share us some real-world examples of uh, customers you work with that have been able to put this data to use to improve their safety performance? We have many, many examples of um, these use cases, as we call them. I'll give you a couple. We work with customers on predictive models around fatigue and unsafe driving just based on the hours of service data that they have logged. And uh, this information can be very useful to customers to prevent unsafe and fatigue-based driving on the roads. One customer has improved their safety performance in double digits from a percent perspective. Double digits? By leveraging these models. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of value in this. Another example I'll give is for the unsafe parking scenario. We have customers who are using this offering and um, reaping huge benefits, especially in the winter months when you have a lot of the bad weather and the parking that um, 
uh, unsafe parking rather that can lead to bad things happening so another huge offering that is bringing significant value to our customer base based on data AI and machine learning you talked earlier about the uh, double digit improvement was that an actual reduction of crashes or sort of theoretical improvements in safety or from a compliance point of view where the number of potential violations went down? Where did they actually see the improvements? The improvement was in the actual safety performance. So the safety scoring that they do month over month, Mm -hmm. that's where they saw that improvement. So that's a quantifiable number then. You can say this saved us X dollars in, in potential accident claims or whatever. That's more than just a, a figurative, you know, you can expect a 5% improvement. Well, that's great, but how does that translate? So that, that's really amazing. Double digits. Wow. Absolutely. And those are the type of use cases we can enable for our customers using the data that we collect as well as enrich it with third party and their own data as well. Okay. What kind of feedback do you get from your customer when they see that kind of improvement? Do they do they come to you and say like, wow, we never expected this to happen or we didn't realize we were running that close to the edge or to the edge of the envelope, I should say, because you use the edge in a slightly different way. Uh, way. Basically, the question is, are customers surprised at, uh, at what that data reveals about their operations? In some cases, it's uh, it's interesting when you talk about what the data is telling you. There are typically three scenarios we run into. Uh, the one that you mentioned, wow, we had no idea, you know, we could do this with the data. The second is, I had a hunch that this is what was going on, but now the data proves this is what's going on. And then, of course, the third scenario is, We already knew that. I'm glad the data is telling us the same thing. So we run into all of the above, but of course the most interesting ones are the first scenario where the data is telling us something we had no idea was actually going on. Yeah. Okay, so before we wrap up with uh, episode number two, Ashim, could you just give us a kind of an elevator pitch for why fleets would uh, would consider investing in this technology from a, in order to improve their safety performance. You've made a pretty compelling case so far, uh, but just uh, you know, just a quick wrap up of what we've just talked about. Yeah, leveraging some of the offerings we talked about today, customers could drive significant improvements in their safety performance as we help them move from reactive methods of reporting on safety to predictive and preventive methods where we can improve their safety scores significantly. Okay, Ashim, well, thanks for that wrap-up, and uh, thanks, too, for sharing all your insights with us. It's kind of hard to imagine how fleets managed all that stuff in the days before that data was readily available to them. So again, sir, thanks. And we'll uh, talk to you on episode three. Thanks, Jim. It was a pleasure. 
I've been speaking with Hashim Bose, Omnitrack's Chief Data and AI Officer. Thanks again to our sponsor, Omnitracks. Keep your operations functional by giving drivers, leadership, and other back office teams real-time access to a single source of truth, cloud-native apps, and open APIs for third-party and custom app integrations. Data and analytics solutions powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning can help you make better business decisions with confidence. Discover how Omnitrax can help you develop and execute on strategy, provide better customer service, and increase revenue at Omnitrax.com platform. That's Omnitrax.com platform. See our episode show notes for details. Coming up in our third installment of this three-part Leadership Insight Series, we're going to have a look at how operational data can be used to improve efficiency and productivity, and we'll also be looking at how we can bring this home to the smaller fleet customer who may think that intelligence of this sort might be beyond their reach. You've been listening to HDT's Leadership Insights Podcast, a production of Bobbitt Business Media.